We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Golf. Live from Vegas, for me at least. Uh, live from Michigan from Jeff and live from Scott's office uh, for Scott. Uh, it's the British Open edition and we're happy to have you. The Open Championship, excuse me. Let me get it right. Um, really looking forward to uh, doing this one here. Uh, should be a fun tournament. Guys, how are we doing? Uh, I'd rather be live from Vegas than live from Michigan, uh, but doing well overall. And I'm psyched for the Open. This is one of my favorite uh, golf viewing weeks of the year. So this is going to be a good one. But uh, how is Vegas? Before we get into that, how how is Vegas? And how are you, you know, upright and hosting a podcast in the middle of a Vegas fantasy I'm sports not, adventure? Well, I'm not much of a drinker, so it's okay. I, I will have a drink or two, but that's about it. But, uh, you know, it's fine. It's a little less crowded than at its peak, but uh, it, it's getting there. Um, and it, it's it's just fun to do it. Fun. We missed this trip last year, obviously. We do this every MLB All-Star break. It's a good chance for us to recharge our batteries. Do a football draft or two, play some poker, go by the pool a lot, um, have a couple nice meals. It's all good. My, yeah, a lot of us bring wives. Uh, Scott's been here before. It's a good time. So you're welcome to join us next year, Jeff. I, this is motivation to keep this gaming golf podcast going. I got <laughs> to right? stay in the Rotowire family to get on the, the Vegas list. So um, I love Vegas. I haven't been since the pandemic, so I'm curious about all of it, how it how it looks and feels differently, you know, since yeah. this, but I'm encouraged. This is an encouraging report, Jeff. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm, I'm happy to be an encouraging sort of guy. <laughs> Let's jump right into uh, the, this, uh, the open championship. Uh, we, uh, it's got a lot of withdrawals in this field. Uh, some for COVID, some for the Olympics, uh, mostly in those of the Olympics are like the South Korean guys. So they can uh, avoid uh, their, uh, uh, required military service if they win. So good for them. Good luck on them. Uh, it is at Royal St. George's. What do we know about this golf course? We know that uh, we know scoring has been tough, at least the last couple of times I've played here. 2011, Darren Clark won at minus five. Ben Curtis out of nowhere won at minus one in 2003. It really sounds like it a lot just depends on the wind. It's a, it's a coastal course. If the wind picks up, uh, we it's a really difficult course. Uh, the rough's tough. They got a lot of pot bunkers that are really tough. The greens are going to be firm and fast. There's no rain in the forecast. If it blows, it's going to be really fast. Uh, I looked at uh, a wind uh, on wind finder for Thursday. It looks like about uh, – Eh, like 12 to 15 miles an hour with some 20, 25 mile an hour gusts. So some wind, but not anything that's going to be too dramatic. But obviously I think that, uh, you know, if you get the right, right wind uh, grouping, if it, it really picks up one of these days, it's going to affect a lot out there. And the weather changes rapidly there too. Sure yeah. does. I would, I would add one thing, just the course itself. 
all link all links golf courses in the British Open Rota have their share of quirks and humps and bumps and kind of randomness. But uh, Royal St. George's, maybe above all others, it seems, has a knack for producing the random carom or the the fairway where guys think they've hit it down the middle. They've got a blind shot and they walk up to it only to realize it caught a side mound. And even though it was down the middle, it's still in the rough or vice versa. Bad shots can be good. Good shots can right. be bad. Uh, this maybe more so than any of the open courses has a knack for producing the random break, both good and bad. So uh, guys who can deal with that uh, and, you know, capitalize on the good and roll with the bad breaks. Uh, that's going to be a factor this week as well. Yeah, I saw a quote from the superintendent. It said something to the effect of, we're hoping this time that if you hit the ball in the middle of the fairway, it ends up in the short rough and not the long rough, which sounds great. That's amazing. Uh, you know, this course has produced uh, champions that aren't necessarily uh, the, the leaders uh, in, on the tour, uh, although frequently they're at the top of their game. And Clark, he had, had a couple of good finishes prior going in. Uh, you know, so but it is interesting to see that we may not necessarily have uh, all the uh, you know, it may not be like just the stud players in the game that do well here. Um, so we'll be see it'll be interesting to see what it produces. Let's jump right into a, go. We'll do it by DraftKings values again here. Uh, there's five guys, five guys as usual with five figures, starting with John Rom. I think he's the uh, pretty much the obvious favorite right now. Rory McIlroy's at ten nine. Brooks Kepper ten Kepka's at ten seven. Dustin Johnson's at ten four, and Xander Shoffley at ten thousand. We'll start with Jeff Ritter. What do you got? What do you like? What's your impression from this group? I think uh, Rom's the deserving favorite. I mean, you know, coming off the greatest win of his career and really in the midst of playing the best golf of his career, number one player in the world, deserves to be the favorite. Uh, I just, for the money, for the value in this tier, I would lean Brooks Kepka. I just think you look for a guy who. Uh, has a major championship track record of being able to handle adversity. I know he's he's played himself right there at the PGA and again at the U.S. Open and didn't deliver, but I just think this is the type of setup where he's going to play himself right there again on Sunday. I don't know, you know, maybe the humps and bumps reward him. Maybe it goes against him, but I just think he's a guy for the money. The fact that he's maybe the third or fourth favorite on this board, uh, I think he's one of the safer picks this week. In a week where you feel like almost anything could happen, he's one of the safest players. So he's where I would lean out this tier. All right, Scott, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. You look at you look at all of Brooks's major stats, and I mean, he definitely sticks out. There's the stat out there about him. The last like five years of the majors, he's like three times as many under par as anybody else. Um, I really like Xander Shoffley this week. I feel like it's uh, it's got to be the time here at some point. He just consistently, you know, we're talking DraftKings here, so we're not talking betting. He's consistently in top tens and majors, which is what you need when you when you uh, when you have someone up here. And he did it great at the U.S. Open, just didn't putt well, but still finished seventh, which is a really good sign. Top fifteen for the last five weeks. Uh, so I think Xander at uh, right at ten million, right at the, uh, the, the the last guy in this group is is just really solid and. I'm having trouble getting away from Rory again. I'm 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 a big Rory guy, one of my favorite players. He's 10-9. He was seventh at the US Open. He lost 2.2 strokes putting. So like he puts it all and he wins that tournament. Um he's gained uh, he's gained over four shots on approach the last four tournaments, elite T to green three or four. Did miss the cut at the Scottish. I'm hoping maybe that takes away a little bit of the uh, the ownership percentage on him. But uh, I think I'm going Rory and Xander in this range with the thought that uh, I have no issue with Jeff going Brooks. But I think I'm going to go Rory and Xander. you got to pick someone in these range, and I think those are going to be my two guys this week. 
Do you have to pick someone in this range? You don't have to, but I'm saying you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, eliminate some of these guys when you're when you're talking them and picking them. Um, I probably go one though, but I think in a lineup in a, a slate like this, there's so many good players in the the high sevens, the eights and nines. You could go fully balanced if you want to and kind of eliminate this range. Um, I think I probably go one guy this range on most of my builds. Hmm. Rotowire's Ryan Pohl. He does the golf betting article. Also likes Rory. He's here in Vegas right now, by the way. So I uh, just thought I'd throw that one out there too. Nice. I uh, like to hear it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next tier. Uh, let's go to the 9,000s. What do we do with Bryson DeChambeau? 99 for him. Jordan Spieth, 97. Justin Thomas, 96. Louis, 93. He's been second two, to- two majors in a row. Colin Morikawa, 92. Victor Hovland, 91. And Tyrrell Hatton at 9,000. Scott, you get to start this tier. Yeah, I mean, fun tier. You got big names up here. Everybody in the world is picking Jordan Speed this week. He's the second favorite. He's under 10,000 on DraftKings. Um, I think in a tournament when the field is so good, there's so many good players, just for me, it's a prime time to, to fade that. I, I have no issue with anybody taking Speed, but I think with the high ownership at the price, his, his betting line, I think I'm just going to go elsewhere. Um, this is going to be no shock to anybody, but I love Colin Morikawa in this range. Um, he's gained more than seven shots on approach in eight of his last nine tournaments. Like It's just an insane stretch of ball striking, and I think that's what you want here you don't have to be uh, you don't have to be the longest off the tee but you got to hit good second shots um he, you know six straight top 20s is just so rock solid four top eights his last five tournaments i just think at 9200 more than anything he's just mispriced i think he should be uh in the in the bryson spieth range i think he's probably six seven dollars too cheap and um i'm always a morikawa guy for good reason he's been very good to me i've hit a couple winners on him um i'm betting him to, to win this week and i will have a lot of drafting laps at the price do you think he's lower because of the lack of experience in the Rota? Yeah, I do. I think it's just uh, his lack lack experience in the Rota, as you say. But yeah, I think that's it. And then you just got big names up there. I mean, Justin Thomas is ninety six hundred. That's a guy that was eleven thousand a year ago in these tournaments. So um, I think it's just a matter of they've got to you know slot everybody in and more cows there. But uh, ninety two hundred, I'm all in there. So to take your the first part of your question, Jeff, what do you do with Bryson DeChambeau? What do you do with a guy who? Hits it higher, farther, and with less control, perhaps, than anybody else in the field yeah. on a on a windy, breezy four days where the ball can bounce anywhere, even if you hit it down the middle. Uh, and perhaps a guy that is maybe not ready to deal with that kind of adversity is all. I'm fading Bryson this week. I'm I'm just I'm off. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I I'm, think I'm a lot of people Bryson. are. Yeah. Did you did you, did you ever think we'd see him at thirty five to one in a major anytime soon? I mean, that's a that's a wild price. Yeah, no, I didn't, but I just I, – I can see it. To me, it just feels like uh, the, the planets are off. Uh, they are not aligned for Bryson. But look, I know I know it's a popular pick, but you're talking about a golf course that's going to frustrate and torment the best players in the world. It's going to punish great shots. It's going to reward bad shots. You need to be the greatest grinder in the world to win the Claret Jug this week. Why would you not pick the greatest grinder in golf who's having a comeback season, has a win this year, has done everything except win a major. Here it is, the last major in the year. I'm on Jordan Speed. I don't care if everybody in the world <laughs> is picking him. I think it's a smart bet. And I'll build the rest of my team with a few surprises that we'll get to. But I'm, I'm starting. This, this is the final major. I'm not getting cute. It's Kepka speed, and then we'll come up with something that that maybe I can make up ground elsewhere. But that's how I'm starting my team on on daily fantasy. 
And the fun part about golf is you don't have to be different everywhere. You can be different. You can be this, you can be high percentage up here. And then, you know, like you said, get a little different down below. And I think that uh, the fun thing with six guys, is you, you just take someone that's a little lower percentage uh, down low, maybe avoid some of the chalk down there. You know, you don't take Daniel Berger, who everybody's going to have at 7,400. And I think, I think it works, but I think you have to do a, something a little different if you go speed. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, so, you know, I think Bryson's ownership is going to be really low. Uh, I've heard pretty good buzz on Victor Hovland. Uh, I think you know, golf.com's newsletter came out, was like talking about how Hovland is their favorite and all that. I'm hearing very little buzz about Hatton, but maybe that's just an overseas problem. I, I, I know his recent form isn't great. Are we, are, is he maybe like a sneaky guy or is he just an avoid? I think he's sneaky just because there's so many, there's four, there's two huge names on each side of him that everybody's going to scroll past. They're going to go, they're going to go Hovland Morikawa above him. They're going to go Cantlay Reed below him. I think he just gets lost because of where his price is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he might end up in my lineup. We'll see. Uh, but I, I was kind of looking at that one there as a possibility. Maybe I'll just start with a couple in the nines and avoid the tens, but uh, we'll see about that. Let's move on to the next group. Uh, the 8,000 starting with, uh, Patrick Cantley at 8,900, Patrick Reed, 88, uh, Paul Casey, 86, Will Zalatoris, 85, Tony Finau, 84, Webb Simpson, 83, Scotty Scheffler, 82, Adam Scott, 81, and then Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood at 8,000. The Justin Rose guy, you are up. <laughs> oh, come on. Why are we bringing up old stuff? I mean, I've had, come on. It's the British <laughs> Open. <laughs> It's reinstated. You are back in. I'm not. I'm not on Rose. I think. I do think from this tier, I will give you a a British uh, aging gentleman who I think could be a, a sneaky good pick for this week, and that's Paul Casey, who just keeps coming through in majors. He keeps outperforming the price in major championships. Maybe this is the week. If you know, clock's running out on him and his chances. But you had Darren Clark win at this golf course last year. Uh, if you're gonna plug in a few forty something. Uh, you know, entries. I think Casey from this tier is interesting. Um, I'm not falling for the Tony Finau thing, although we'll just continue to flag it that at some point he's going to win somewhere, we think, but I just, I don't think this is it. Uh, my other guy off this tier, I, I really kind of, to, to do my Kepka Spieth stack, I had to jump down to the 7,000s right away. So I didn't, I didn't really have much here, but I, we have talked about Scotty Scheffler a fair amount as a guy who's been on the rise, still playing well, still, still flagging him for this week as well. Uh, as someone who could be there on Sunday. All right, Scott, who do you like in this tier? Uh, I really like, I'm going to start at the top uh, for both my guys. I really like Patrick Cat, Patrick Cantlay this week at 8,900. Um, three straight top 15s, playing really well right now. Um, seems to have that uh, that grumpy, stoic demeanor that I think is going to be uh, is going to be good this week. Playing well all around. He's third in this field, tee to green, over the last 36 tournaments. He's the second best in this field at avoiding bogeys, which I think is massively important this week. I think you want to avoid those blow up holes and kind of, you know, if you hit a bad shot, make sure that you fix it and get back in, find a way to get par and kind of move on to the next hole. I really like that for my players this week. And my other guy here, I don't like quite as much, but I think it's really interesting is Patrick Reed, just because of what we're going to need this week. We're going to need creativity around the green. You're going to need guys who really, uh, their short game is elite. And that's Patrick Reed. Always a big game hunter kind of guy. Always comes up big in these tournaments. Um, Really good TG in the last four. So you combine that with the, the really good around the green. He's gained strokes around the green in nine straight tournaments. I just think he's really sneaky this week. He's 8,800. He's priced at a spot where, you know, he's not obvious. Not people aren't going to jump to him. Uh, nobody likes him, which always helps his ownership percentage too. So I like Cantley and Reed, um, two grumpy guys in this range. So it's, uh, it might not be the most fun guys to watch, but uh, I think they're both going to play well this week. As dour and gray as the skies <laughs> above yep. them. Uh, Very true. <laughs> I All like right. those picks. 
All right. Um, okay. So uh, I wanted to, you know, I, the funny thing is I, I was kind of joking about Justin Rose, but I don't think any of us are on him, but I'm also not on Adam Scott at 81. I'm kind of, I think he's a little mispriced. Honestly, I was thinking about not starting him in our league that we're I, in. I saw, I saw him in the bench and I was going to tell you that I disagreed with that, but what am I? Doing? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, the thing is I, I might be foolish. I probably will change. I might switch it out. It's, you it's should, Adam uh, Scott you, versus you should, Sergio. You should, you should trade him to me for this week. Is that grape soda you're drinking? What are you drinking there? No, uh, bubbly sparkling water. Oh, not, okay, very nice. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor at all. We, <laughs> when we get one, you know, we'll, we'll make sure to plug it voraciously. Yeah, the, but the interesting thing with Scott, and you know, I just will say that he's putting really well, which is very you know strange for him. He's he's gained strokes yeah. putting the last four tournaments. He kind of fixed his approach issues last time at Travelers. He didn't play well. I uh, didn't. The approach game wasn't great for three weeks before that. Top thirty-five last three tournaments. He's a guy that. It's so hard to figure out. Like he could finish top ten, he could miss the cut. Now, he's one of those guys that I'm just not comfortable with, but I, I see the upside. I just, I don't know. I don't think I can get there at 8100. I'm afraid. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to put him in instead of Sergio, though. So and we'll his see. Uh, his odds have dropped uh, since I looked last night or the night before. Or yeah, last night he was 110 to one, 50 to one now on, on DraftKings Sportsbook. So he has plummeted. People are people are definitely uh, definitely jumped in on the high the high number. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, inter- interesting to see. Uh, before we hit the the massive $7,000 tier, a quick note from our sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ding. That was a quick note. All right. Let's uh, talk about this massive $7,000 tier. Let's go. Uh, let's break it in two. Let's go with the 7,900 through 7,500. Uh, start off with your Fitzpatrick, Lowry at 79, Smith at 78, Cameron Smith at 78. Uh, Jason Day, Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman at 77. Sung J.M. not in the tournament, so we will not mention him anymore. Uh, Abraham Anser and Sergio at 76. Westwood and Mickelson at 75. Francisco, and then that's where okay, that's where we're going to stop at the 75. Okay, so that for the first half of that $7,000 tier, Scott, do you like anybody? I do, but most of my guys I like are a little bit cheaper than that. But um, Jeff, what do you call him? Austrian Matt Kuchar? Is that what we're going to do? 
That would be Straka, yes. Oh, Straka. I was thinking Straka. answer. Damn. I said, yeah. Answers is Mexican, I, th- I think. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, I like uh, I like Abe Answer this week. 7,600, and I think this is a tournament where he doesn't need to hit the ball 400 yards, which is huge. It was like, we talked about him at Torrey, and I didn't like him there. Just I didn't think he hit the ball far enough. Um, you know, So the, uh, the, the off the tee let him down at, at Torrey. You look at it. The shot gains approach were good, but the off the tee was brutal. We kind of saw that coming. Bounced back with a fourth place at Travelers. Avoids bogeys really well. Kind of that stat I talked about earlier that, that I really like. Um, I think in this range, he's the one guy at 7600 that I will have in a number of lineups. I think uh, I don't think he wins this week, but I think a top 20 is uh, it, it looking looking really solid. Yeah, I think we've mentioned answer in about 80% of the podcast we've <laughs> yes. done. Uh, I'm definitely on him again this week. I think it's a good price, I think, for all the reasons Scott said. I also, and this is the one time a year you'll hear me say this, I will endorse a bet on Sergio Garcia. It's the British Open. He plays this event well. He has weird he has weird karma at it on Sunday afternoon, but he still has he puts himself in that position an awful lot at this event. He's quietly had a pretty solid year. I could I could get behind Sergio at that price. Uh, just be careful and know what you're betting, you know, what you're waiting into because the, the self-destruction could come at any time. But I I think at that price that's a good bet. And then the other guy it's it's more or less a narrative street pick, but it's hard not to pull for Lee Westwood this week. Just the fact that if he doesn't win this major, he'll go in the books as uh, the all-time uh, major participant. This would be, I believe, 88 majors in his career, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's 87. Uh, most major championships in a career without winning one. Uh, he's played well, runner-up at the players. Uh, he's he's made some noise this year. I don't know that he's a great bet to win, but uh, it would be cool to see him there on Sunday afternoon with a chance. So your narrative street pick is Lee Westwood, and uh, I can always get behind a narrative street pick in uh, DFS as well. So when you tell him you're rooting for him to make history, you're actually insulting him. You're kind of well. You're kind of <laughs> like you want him to. You're rooting for him to just get out of yeah, escape that page of the history book. Uh, but there's only one way out this week, and it's not easy. Yeah. Okay, it's like Escape from Royal St. George. It's Snake Plissken <laughs> on the golf course. All right. Um, there, there's a it's reference that no one will I got it. I got it. All right, good, mm. good, good. Um, let's move on to the second half of the $7,000 tier. Uh, I'm not, there's, it's too voluminous to mention them all, so let's just jump right into them, Jeff. Uh, 7,400 to 7,000 to fill out your, your Kepka speech sack. Who do you like here? Uh, I've, got, I've mentioned it before, but... Ever since he's be, he's been mentioned on the Gaming Golf Podcast, Ricky Fowler has been under what appears to be a career revival. I don't know. But this is another major championship that has traditionally treated him very, very well. Windy conditions, bring it on. Uh, the randomness of the Open, bring it on. He's just This is a guy, he plays this tr- championship well. I like him this week at that price. Uh, the other guy I'm looking at is Jason Kokrak, who's won this year. I think statistically he profiles well. I think he's an under the radar. I, I just he just gets underpriced in major championships, and he's just his career is on the rise. I think he's due to make some noise on a major championship Sunday, and I think this might be the week for him as well. So those are two guys I have flagged, and I also just want to mention I missed him on the earlier. Joaquin Neiman is seventy seven hundred. Uh, he's also a guy that I like this week. Just same idea. Career on the rise. He's only 22 years old. He's got a win in his career. Uh, lost in the playoff, the Rocket Mortgage a couple weeks ago. But Neiman also enters in, in good form in the 7,000 range. Scott, what say you? Man, I love this range. This is where I'm yeah. going to be filling in teams. I got five guys in this range. I actually like a ton of guys in this range. I think this is where I'm going to be building my teams. I'm getting the guys up top. I'm going to build a lot of guys right in this pocket. Um, the first is Christian Bezadenhut at 7,400. Yep. Um, Jeff's boy, 
Second in the field in uh, in strokes game, short game, the last 36 tournaments in this field. He has a really good short game, which I want this week. Uh, gained nicely in approach at Memorial and the U.S. Open. Struggled a little bit off the tee. We talked about him at Matori. Didn't like him there just because I didn't think he was long enough, and I think this is a, re- a course that really fits him well. He's made 20 straight worldwide cuts. You give me some at 7,400, I love that stat. Uh, Daniel Berger at 7,400 is just flat-out mispriced. I have no idea why he's the 35th highest guy. He's the 16th-ranked golfer in the world, 35th year. Gain an approach in nine straight, finished seventh at the U.S. Open. He's going to be immensely popular. Um, Harris English, 7,300, playing really well. Third at the U.S. Open, one at Travelers. Gain strokes around the green in sixth straight. Really like that this week. Uh, you know, someone that's playing well uh, in, the, in the short game. Great tee to green in three straight. Just playing really, really well right now. Two others real quick. I love at 7,200. I love Brennan Grace this week. Um, really good. Pl- playing really well lately. Back-to-back top 10, seventh at the U.S. Open, fourth at the Memorial elite in approach the last couple of weeks, elite in around the green the last three weeks, playing really well in the key stats we want this week. Uh, he lost 2.9 strokes putting at Torrey, finished seventh. Both he and Rory, if they putted just average, could have won that tournament. And my last guy, before I talk too long, uh, Guido, 7,100. Guido Mig- Migliozzi just played really well in his trip to the U.S., finished fourth at the U.S. Open, 13 at Travelers, gained 5.2 strokes in approach at Torrey. He was 35th last week at the Scottish. Didn't play well the first week, then played really well the second round to make the cut, then played okay over the weekend. 7,100 is a good price for him, but the key for me at Guido this week, and we're going to get to it, I'm shocked. He's 150 to 1 in the betting market. I think that's worth a couple of bucks for sure. I think that he's a guy that uh, you rarely got guys at 151 who can compete, and I think he's one of them. I have a, I have a random uh, Brandon Grace anecdote that uh, Dan O'Neill, a writer at SI, dug out today. Brandon Grace has been paired with the eventual British Open champion the last two editions of it. He played with Shane Lowry on Thursday and Friday in uh, 2019, and he played with Molinari in 2018. Uh, this year, Brandon Grace paired with Bryson and Jordan Spieth. They oh, may have to tee oh. off tonight. Dude, um, who, did, who, did, who did Brendan Grace piss off to be t- paired with those two guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy hell, Brendan Grace must have really upset somebody. That's a horrible pairing. <laughs> Uh, I was going to mention the pairing too, although not that stat, but uh, that's that's so funny. Uh, throw up a couple of names here: uh, Bobby Mack, uh, Robert McIntyre is at seventy three hundred. Uh, big hitter, so I don't know if this is necessarily his type of track, but uh, you know, good, pretty good form. I, I think I like him there at seventy three. Uh, and then the obligatory Corey Connors mentioned at seventy one hundred. Good ball striker is again. Can he putt? Uh, but if he can, then I, I kind of like him as well. I love Corey Connors. His around the green this week and putting scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that could be that could be the I problem. Do, I do love him as a ball striker, though. We, we like to bet him a lot, but uh, I'm just a little bit worried about what happens on the around the green. Yeah, and then uh, how course, can you abandon Corey at a time like this? Yeah, Phenomenal year. I feel I feel like a traitor. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the Commonwealth. They're Canadian there too. I don't know what you're thinking there. Uh, and then Eric Van Ruyen, if you want to get the ball t ball striker uh, quality there, so he's at seven thousand. Um, so just, we got that. All right, let's go to the, the cheapies, the super cheapies here. Scott, who do you got? Yeah, I think I'm mostly going to be eating in the 7,700 range. So not a ton of guys down here, but I do like, uh, Lucas a bear. Is it, a- he's, he's Australian. So it's probably, probably not the French pronunciation. Probably um, Herbert. It probably is Herbert. Uh, Cause I always think he's French. Um, top 20 at Memorial and travelers gained across the board in all metrics in both the sermons playing really well. Um, and since then he went, he, he, he came back from the U S all he's done is won the Irish open and then finished uh, T four at the Scottish open last week. I think 6,800. He's probably the, the best guy down here, a guy who can legit contend, which you rarely get down here. Um, so I really like him at 6,800. I think he'll be uh, in, in lineups where I maybe want to get an extra elite guy in there. He's someone that I'm going to go to under 7,000. 
I, uh, I'm with you, Scott. I'm not, I didn't do much in the 6,000 range cause the 7,000 range was so tempting, but, uh, I did flag Kevin Kisner, uh, playing well lately. He's got a top five, uh, in his last start. This is the kind of course where distance is neutralized. It's all about grit and just staying with it. I think Kisner could contend. And then the other guy, I still, I'm still staying with this youth and experience balance in my teams. Uh, Stuart sink. Is quietly playing well this year. He hits it straight. He is old. He has won an open. Uh, he might pay off at that price. So, uh, but I think overall the seven thousand tier, you can you can fill out a, a. I felt good about filling out a lineup staying in there. Yeah, if you need to get really cheap and you wanted to really punt and and go hop it hide the lead, I think that both. Uh, Chris Kirk at 6400 is live. Uh, played really well at uh, at Rocket Mortgage. Finished twelfth. And Sam Burns was playing really well, then kind of dipped, then kind of had a comeback at, uh, at Travelers with a 13th. I think it's 6,300, 6,400. Those two guys are playable guys that can make the cut. you got to remember the cut this week is top 70 at ties too, so there will be a couple extra guys in the cut this week. That does, uh, that does matter a lot. Indeed, it does. All right, uh, good. Okay, so uh, any other TK thoughts But before we move on to the betting side? Okay. All right, let's uh, go betting sheets. Jeff Ritter, who do you have as your best bets? Uh... Well, look, it's the last major of the year. I have not picked him all year long, and so I'm not going to let this one go by without taking Brooks Kepka, even at 16 to 1, I show him on, on golf odds. Yep. Uh, I'm in. I'm in for that. Uh, Spieth, now you said he was the second favorite. I don't know if I see him as. He's 14 to 1 on DraftKings at this moment. Ooh, well. Yeah, let's 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 go down to. I'm going to go to Ricky Fowler, fifty to one. Uh, I'm going to go with a feel good bet on Westwood, whatever the odds are on him. I just am going to do it, and uh, I'll take Kokrak as well. I think there could be there could be a surprise here. The the randomness of this event, you could get this random one off kind of nobody saw it coming winner. But Kokrak, he's playing well, uh, and I I think I would drop something there. I don't see his odds offhand. Uh, trying to find him. It's got to be what eighty to one, I bet. Book rack is eighty to one on DraftKings. There you go, eighty to one. Yeah, I'm in for that too. And uh, if you're going to bet on Ricky Fowler, you should go to DraftKings too. He's eighty to one there too. Okay, well, wonderful. I never thought that, I never thought being a podcast with someone like Ricky Fowler more than me. This is a, this is a weird place to be. <laughs> yeah, well, you're betting betting with your head, rooting with your heart. So yeah, you for sure. Way. Scott, what's your betting sheet look like? Yeah, so it's a little heavier than normal just because it's a major and I'm a sucker and I like to get a lot of plays out there. So I'm going to have one at the top, two in the middle, then a bunch of bombs. Um, I'm going to play Rory 18 to 1. I think uh, I think it's time. I like that number on him. I like him as a I like him as a longer number than than Speeth and Rom and Brooks for sure. Then two guys in the mid-range, I'm going to bet Patrick Cantlay at 35 to 1 and Colin Morikawa, I bet at 33 to 1 last night down to 25 to 1. So I'm glad I jumped on that one. Um, anytime I get Morikawa with 30, kind of an automatic bet for me. Uh, some later guys that kind of a deep mid range. I like uh, Behazen, Hoot and uh, Brendan Grace, both at 70 to one. And then pure bombers, uh, Lucas Herbert's down to 90 to one, but still a couple bucks there. And then Guido 150 to one, I think is worth a couple bucks for sure. I think that uh, he's a guy that can get 10, but uh, those are kind of my range. I got a couple guys in each pocket, uh, a lot of bets, a lot of numbers. I really like, I, I love majors. You just get actual, you got to show real odds in these guys where these other tournaments, you know, everybody's 16 to one. We get, uh, anytime you get guys like Maura Cowan, can't lay over 30. It's a lot of fun. Sounds very good. All right, let's close out with one and duns. Who do we have on the one and duns? Let's go Scott first this time. Yeah, unfortunately, I've used Rory Morikawa, so I, I those are probably my top two, but I'm going to go Patrick Cantlay. I have him available. I have DJ and Bryson too, but I like Cantlay a little bit more this week, so I'm going to I'm going to go there, my one and guns, my one and duns, and avoid uh, – I have Spieth available, but I'm going to go Cantlay. 
All right. Oh, Spieth available and still no. Huh? That's tempting. That's the shot I across the bow to at the River Castle. It was do, supposed to be. <laughs> I do not have Spieth available. I would go with Spieth if I did. But how can I let a major season pass without taking Brooks Kepka to win one major? I've still got him available. Got to use him this week. I locked uh, and loaded Brooks as well. Hard, hard to fault that. It's just uh, yeah. I've used him, but he just it, he'll be there. I was debating Brooks versus Louis, to be honest, and I decided I can't, I can't pass up Brooks. So at least there'll be two people at the very least they'll be picking. I think it'll be probably more. I think you'll see a lot of us in our pool. I think it'll be heavily used, uh, but uh, I think it. I, I, I'm on it. I don't have Rory available, so uh, there, there you go. All right. Uh, any parting thoughts before we sign off today, guys? Uh, the sky behind me is looking open esque. Uh, ah, I don't know if that's ominous. an omen, but I'm glad. I'm glad we're wrapping this up now. Is, it's is, starting to rain. Is uh, the temperature open esque though? It looks it probably muggy and warm though. No, it's muggy. Yeah, it's yeah. midwestern esque. Uh, so, so no, but it is starting to rain. So I think we got this one in just in time. Beautiful. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our British Open edition of Gaming Golf. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Please send us feedback. Please rate and review us. And, of course, subscribe as well. We'd really appreciate that. Good luck in your uh, gaming this week at the British Open. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.